Hello, everybody, and welcome to Pastrami Nation. We are the meat of pop culture. We have a very special interview today. So first joining us from Pastrami Nation, we have Rebecca Benson. Hello. And Kevin Hoskinson. Hello. And joining us today to talk about their new book coming out from Mad Cave. The book is called They Fell from the Sky. We have Lizelle Buenaventura. Hi. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, we are excited for this. Go right ahead, Rebecca. All right. Well, first off, can you please tell us how you got into comics to begin with? Right. Um, so I actually got into comics, uh, wow, over 10 years ago. It's been a while. Um, I, I am a visual artist by profession. And um, I got into comic coloring uh, in like 2008, 2009. Um, and then... Uh, I started applying on forums of all places. There was no, uh, like Twitter and social media wasn't really big back then. So I started applying for uh, jobs, coloring jobs on forums. And then uh, I started getting them and I started working for independent creators. Um, and then um, I started getting work from small to medium publishers. And uh, I started writing in, um, uh, 2019, um, I, I thought I would, uh, I thought I would apply for this talent search from Mad Cave um, in 2019. Um, but uh, sorry, my brain is not working. <laughs> Give me one second. I'm, I'm blanking on the dates. No worries. Uh, <laughs> so in 2019, Mad Cave had a talent search, and I thought I would join it. Right. Um, but I wasn't sure if I, if I would win and, um, I wasn't professional at all because, you know, you have to be, um, an amateur to join it. And, um, I was, I was an amateur writer and then, uh, I joined it. I won. <laughs> it was, and that, that's where my writing career started, um, with a 2019 talent search. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so like inspiring to hear too, like, you know, entering the contest and, you know, winning. I'm sure you're pretty excited about, about that opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> um, everyone's been really great. Um, I think that anybody who wants to get into comics um, should definitely check out the talent search. It's, um, they have a, a writing part and uh, an artist part and the artist that i'm working with on they fell from this guy is actually also one of the winners so they put us together cool. so he's great he's, he's from spain his name is xavier <laughs> awesome. so if you don't mind can you tell us a little about your upcoming series oh um okay uh I'm gonna refer to my notes for this. Um, so, uh, so basically, they fell from the sky. is about um, It's about a friendship between a 12-year-old boy named Tommy and an alien visitor from another planet. Um, fans of ET, Lilo and Stitch, you know, uh, will recognize this uh, boy and his dog type story. I'm sure, and this is kind of like my love letter to that genre. And um, uh, I, I'm a mom, and you know I grew up 
I, I was born in 83, so I grew up with these uh, adventure movies. Um, and I, I was so happy to be assigned this project. And yeah, I, I hope people enjoy it. And um, I hope they get the references, but you know, even if they don't, it's fine. Um, I'm sure I'm sure there's a whole generation of kids who have never seen E.T., so that's fine. Um, yeah. Good point. Yeah. Well, I know for me, being you know mid '80s kid too, I've kind of yeah. to you know instill those great movies and you know in my own child. So that was oh, really yeah. for me to begin with. Once it was plugged as you know E.T. and the Lilo and such, all the familiar things. So I was really yeah. excited about it. Yeah, and and also I'm a I'm a fan of um, Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know when that came out, I was like, oh, this this genre is alive again, <laughs> and I was so happy to see that. And um, and uh, with they fell from the sky, I, of course I had to bring it to this year. Like they have tablets, they have you know uh, cell phones, and and that's mm -hmm. fine. Um, but I, I tried to keep the spirit of that genre alive in, in, in my story. Right. And it definitely comes through because, you know, you're right. You know, if you, if I didn't see like the, you know, the laptop and the, you know, the modern day tech, yeah. I, I would have thought this was like, you know, something out of the eighties because yeah. it had that really <laughs> 80s vibe, um, yeah. you know, from, you know, the, the bullies and the counters <laughs> there and you know, the comic shop and, yeah. um, it all it all felt very '80s, and that's like one of the highest compliments I could think of because you know the '80s <laughs> amazing stories. And when we reach the end of this, like we want to see what's next. And of course, there's a little teaser of the cover of the next one, and you're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> yeah. I'm so happy. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, now I know this hasn't been released yet. This yes. is coming out uh, February. First week of February, I think. So I know it's probably been sent out to, you know, the press and whatnot and reviewers. How has the reception been so far that you've been hearing? Um, so I actually, I've read the reviews that have tagged me. Oh, thank you, Rebecca, for tagging me. So uh, I read that and I read a couple of, maybe I read two or three other reviews. It was, it's good. Um, uh, people do recognize the genre, which, uh, you know, I'm happy it's recognizable as, you know, that genre of um, kids, and alien friendship, uh, friendships, and um, people do recognize the '80s in it, despite the technology. Um, and yeah, I've been I've been happy. I'm sure there are some people who don't like it, but I haven't seen the reviews yet. I haven't seen all the reviews yet. So, so far, I'm I'm happy, and I'm I'm very grateful that people are. Um, reading it and taking the time to review it um, because I know that it's, you know, I'm a very, like, I, this is my first um, official uh, work as a writer. So, you know, I'm pretty much like a no-name writer and thank you for <laughs> taking the time to read it. <laughs> well, the whole, the premise and, you know, when we first saw the cover from, you know, when they sent the blurb out from Mad Cave, it just it just caught you know and we're oh. right there we're just like oh because there was that in another book and this one stood out you know nothing against the other book this one really really stood out um, i'm reading the other book too so um, but this one really stood out though just you know reading about the you know the quick little log line on there 
and just seeing the design and whatnot, it made you want to dive into it. Um, and you're with a really good publisher. You know, Mad Cave has produced some high quality books. Some of our favorite from, you know, 2020 were actually Mad Cave titles. So, oh, that's great. Um, I'm so happy. You're in good company. Well, yeah, I've, I've uh, met, uh, not met, but, you know, met some of the my fellow winner, writer winners from, from 2019. They're all very nice. They're like everyone is just nice. So I'm, I'm very happy. Right. Yes. Um, Stoney um, spoke highly of you. Um, oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a very nice guy. Oh, he's fantastic. We had him on here talking about villainous and he, yeah, just so down yeah. to earth, just like you. Very <laughs> That's sort of one thing we appreciate the most when it comes to creators. You know, we're we're all people, and it's so great when we just get to connect as people. And not, you know, sometimes I'm not going to mention any names, but I mean, there's a guy there, Dark Horse. But you meet some people, <laughs> and they kind of look down and talk down to you, and you're like, mm, we're all people, you know. Like, mm -hmm. And I, I've always felt the great connection from everybody I've talked to, at Mad Cave, mm -hmm. you included, and it's just been fantastic. Well, I think it's also because. Um, uh, even in my coloring career, which I've been doing for quite a while, I, I've always just been working in the indie scene. So I feel like um, that um, that grounds you because people are nice. No one, no one's. <laughs> pardon my French. No one's an asshole. So <laughs> you know, it, that that's that's nice, and um, that doesn't mean that if somebody said, "Hey, you write Star Wars," I'm not going to say yes. You know, <laughs> but. but but you know um, I love the indie scene my roots are in the indie scene um, when I started off as zero the indie scene was how I got into comics um, and yeah I, I love the scene <laughs> agreed 100% <laughs> and you said your background as an artist in colors and how much influence did you have over working with your team was it kind of a different stance being becoming the writer and creator or right right um so i think that uh um my experience as a colorist helped me as a writer but in terms of um uh being in the position of a writer you don't really um uh, what's the word for that you don't collaborate with the other parts of the book because this is even though mad cave is very down to earth and um and uh, very nice people. It's still very much a publisher. So with a publisher, you have an editor, and and all of my communication is with my editor. And um, so he is uh, he is the director, you know, and, and he directs all of the parts of the book. And I'm I have no complaints. I'm very happy with the book. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it uh, when I was writing the script, I did have notes specifically about colors, like uh, hey. Um, uh, this should feel like a flashback, you know? So, and, and my experience as a colorist helps me um, understand that, hey, this, if you want something to look like a flashback, it has to be done in the colors mm -hmm. um, because you tone, you tone and you tint the pages to look old. <laughs> so, yeah. That's awesome. Oh, that's great. Uh, and did you have any connections to any one particular character? Oh man, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's funny as a writer, you kind of have to, you kind of have to be all of them. Like, uh, of course, Tommy 
has a lot of experiences of my youth <laughs> again in the 80s which is why probably like people are like oh that's a bit you know i mean i i'm 37 now and i would like to think that school bullies aren't this bad um i hope <laughs> but you know during my time they were so mm -hmm. you know it's, it's kind of a balance and um you do try to bring it into this century that's not this century, this decade, sorry, I'm not that old. Um, you try to bring it into this decade, but at the same time, you have to write what's authentic to you. So, you know, they are lived experiences. And of course, um, the parents part, uh, you know, um, there, there was quite a lot of family dynamics in the first issue. And now I'm a parent too, so I feel that. So I'm, I'm actually in a little bit of everybody um, in that I try to put, parts of myself or parts of my son um, or my husband or people who I love and are close to me and have shared these experiences with me into each character, just so it doesn't feel so um, cliche or tropey. And I know I'm very much working within something that is very well trodden by better, better writers. So, you know, I have to uh, dig deep and find a way to make it mine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have a question about the dialogue. So yeah. um, when I read a comic, like the dialogue can take you in and out of the story. Sure. Um, you know, you, you read one with really, you know, static dialogue and can't connect to it. Um, this all felt very natural and it felt like something you would actually hear coming out of the characters. How, how did you, how do you go about doing that? Cause I know some people like they, they, you know, take notes of people in that age group on what they say and try to create the dialogue that way. What technique did you use to craft the dialogue to sound, you know, like, like your 12 character? Year old, 12 year old kids. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, uh, so I, I tried to remember what it was like to be 12. And my son is actually only six. So he's not quite there yet. He's not that articulate yet. Um, so, you know, I, I looked at his mannerisms, like, whenever we say something about responsibility and then he walked away, you know, like in the scene where, uh, this is a spoiler, but the scene where the mom is trying to talk to Tommy and he, she opens the door and is gone. I mean, that's kind of like a very, very authentic experience for parents. Like you're trying to talk to your kid, you're being serious and then you turn around, he's gone. And that's, that's like, yep. that's a very realistic thing. Um, regarding the articulateness of the, of the characters, um, I was trying to think of myself as 12 years old but better because I don't think I really talked in that um, that articulate a way, but um, I would like to have talked like that. So, you know, there's a difference between um, just recording speech versus writing speech. And um, I, I tried to make it feel real, but at the same time you fix, you fix it, you make it sound better when, when read. Um, yeah. So, Basically, it was me as 12, but far better than I actually was. <laughs> yeah, I have to say you did nail the dialogue. I have a 13-year-old son. And oh. oh, yeah. That's really, he's that real kind of, um, I, I hate to use the word um, nerdy, <laughs> but, like, kind of, you know, he's into, like, Star Wars and, like, video yeah. games and stuff, and that's kind of his thing. So, um, yeah, flowed well with I that. that. <laughs> I feel yeah, that. Definitely. Definitely. 
And you definitely had some influences from Star Trek worked in there too. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, oh, yeah. I would have used Star Trek if if we could, but you know we, we can't. Uh, it's definitely like I. Some people mentioned that it was like a Star Trek parody, but I would say that it's a homage. I mean, it's it's nothing. It's not mocking at all. I, I love Star Trek, um, and I was kind of a Star Trek nerd. Um, with so my time was next gen. Like that was that was the my Star Trek. So the Star Trek of my youth was Picard. And then Voyager, um, but uh, yeah, I, I always loved uh, both Star Wars and Star Trek. So I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but yeah, uh, I'm a fan of both uh, franchises, um, and I, I did grow up, grow up with both of them. So yeah, it's all very lovingly referenced. See, I think I'm the only one that's not a fan of both. I think I know Rebecca's a fan of both. Oh, I know a fan of both. Yeah. I have went on podcast and like said, if you like Star Trek, get out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> a shot. <laughs> all right, all right. You got you got me and Rebecca on your side. No worries. But I've given it a shot, and I've seen like you know the older ones, uh, the real old um, ones. You know Captain Kirk, and then I even seen yeah. a few with Picard, and there I can't fault their storytelling. You know, yeah. their storytelling is amazing. To me, like growing up, it was always, why do I want to watch a bunch of old men in sweaters? With, you know, <laughs> when I could watch that's like true. a Jedi Knight. That's but true, that's true. The storytelling yeah. aspect can't be ignored. So I completely agree. You know, they it's, it's a great thing to, you know, pay homage to. Absolutely. <laughs> um, now, indie scene is your scene. Um, what, are, what books are you reading right now? So we can kind of get a feel for, you know, what you, oh, what you read um, uh, gosh, you know, it's hard to kind of, it's hard to kind of um, say what I, what I'm reading because, you know, I'm reading a lot of the books that I've done. <laughs> I've colored. <laughs> I mean, that's so, oh, I'm so full of myself. <laughs> no, <not at> you <laughs> know, of course I've read Villainous and, um, uh, Nottingham, which is the mm. uh, the uh, another upcoming title, um, but you know these are my friends. So <laughs> I, am I allowed to say that? <laughs> but oh, yeah, um, <laughs> right. And um, and uh, the yeah most so okay. So when you once you start working in comics, you kind of get really into the stuff you do, <laughs> which I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, most of the stuff I've read lately has been Stabity Bunny, Shadow Play, <laughs> Stabity Ever After. I mean, these are all books that I, I colored, so. Oh, uh, you yeah. Stabity Bunny ones from Scout? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I have I have deep, uh, deep love for Richard and Dwayne. Uh, Richard is the writer, right. Dwayne is the artist. Um, I, we started uh, years ago, like Stabity Bunny was one of the first things um, I did independently because um, if you're not aware, Stabity Bunny did not have Scout yet. It started out just as Richard uh, looking for a team and then he brought it to conventions. And then we got to issue six, I think, five or six before Scout, he he went with Scout. And then Scout re-released everything from issue one. Right. And and we're still going up to now. So, um, and then it, it uh, did offshoots. Um, what do you call that? Uh, Spinoffs. Spinoffs which is uh, Stabity Ever After and Shadow Play. So, I mean, uh, a lot of people who recognize my coloring recognize it from 
Stabbity Bunny. So, you know, I have nothing but great things to say about that duo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I didn't know that. I have I have a few Stabbity Bunny books in my collection, so. Oh, that's great. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, but in terms of, um, like, the books I used to read before I got super full of myself, <laughs> um, uh, it, I used to read a lot of DC Vertigo, and I was very, very sad when they went under, uh, not under, when they closed, when they closed. Yeah. Um, uh, so at my at the height of my, you know, really obsessed with comics phase, um, which was early teens, like or pre-teens to, you know, further on, it, I loved um, X-Men, Batman. <laughs> um, and then when I, when I got into Vertigo, I just, you know, consumed as much as I could get my hands on. Um, and yeah, so that genre of, um, of comic book, which is, you know, it straddles the line between being horror and, um, like occult, weird, mm -hmm. adult, dark stuff. That was what I was really into. Oh, I sound like an emo teenager, <laughs> but yeah, that, that was what I was into <laughs> when I was about 16, 17, 18. Um, and then of course my, uh, my favorite author is Neil Gaiman. Um, and I followed him even after comics. Uh, and I tried to, to uh, buy his bibliography as much as I can. I think I, I, I wanna say I, I have all of his books, but I'm not sure <laughs> if I have. So let's just say I have like 90% of, I've read 90% of him. So yeah, uh, but I loved his comic work and I, I wish he would come back to it, but you know, I understand why he would prefer to write novels. <laughs> I think we would all love a Neil Gaiman uh, Sandman continuation in there because <laughs> Sandman is like one of the most amazing series of all time. Yeah. Um, and agreed, I agreed. Know, you know, American Gods and Nazi Boy. Mm -hmm. He's actually my favorite author as well. So. Oh, that's great. I'm so excited um, about the Netflix Sandman. I, I don't know if that's still happening, but I, I was waiting for it. Last um, I heard, everything's going forward on it because it, yeah, every, every time it hits like a film, it gets like stuck in like production hell. And I heard that. And now, like, it's actually moving forward. And Netflix has done a killer job on their adaptations with Umbrella Academy. Uh, oh, yeah. what I heard here, The Witcher is really good. Um, I watched it, it's great. <laughs> yeah. So I think if, if it happens, like, I mean, of course, like, go the route of, you know, like the absolute volume one or the audiobook, you know, that whole story. Give us that. Give mm -hmm. us the the tie-in with Constantine and Etrigan and yeah. I'd be there. Did you did you hear about the audiobook? That's great. It was it was really well done. So um yeah, I was so glad I was so well, excited. Rebecca and I have both listened to it and oh my God, it, it's a <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> so I'm I'm hopeful and I'm excited uh and I hope they are um, what's the word for that? They're they're faithful to the original, except I know they're bringing it to modern times. So I think you can still do it. You can still be faithful to the the grain of truth in in the books, uh, in the comic books, and and bring it to modern times. So I'm hopeful. <laughs> I hopeful. I really hope it's good. It's one of those things. Are always oh, not it, please. <laughs> <laughs> Just please be good, so I don't have to hate it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, because Netflix does really good, but they also did Death Note, and Netflix's Death Note was probably one of the worst adaptations of all time. So. 
Yeah, I actually haven't seen it. So, um, you know, I, I heard that it wasn't good, but I'm not a huge fan of the manga. Like I, I read some of it. I know that it's good, but you know, I really like, I viscerally hated the main character. Um, the, what's his name? Uh, is, is it Light? Light? Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, you're so evil. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I was like, how can I work for this guy? <laughs> and it, you know, so I guess I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm so like, I need a main character that's kind of good. <laughs> like, and it's hard for me to, to really fall in love with a series where he was just objectively, you know, not a, not a good guy, I guess. Well, that's a really I'm good point. Really right. Death Note fans. <laughs> He was the main character, yet he was not a hero by any right. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Oh, that's you know, I didn't really think about that. You're right. How it was an antagonist the whole time. Hmm. Yeah, and I know, I know that there is a space for you know stories like that because you know not every story can be about a hero, and I'm 100 like I understand that it's a great manga i just i don't want to read it <laughs> you know it's one of those things where i couldn't bring myself to finish it but yeah i mean i have friends who finish the whole thing love it 100 percent. so yeah it's not the netflix one they turned that old calculating smart you know lead character into like a bumbling teen yeah, like the whole point was like he's smarter than the cops. He's smarter than everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy's like yeah. making mistakes and everything. You're like, mm. Oh, that's so, that's too bad. So like they they kind of stripped what made him him. Yep. Oh yeah, and, and that's what I really hope that they don't do with with Sandman. Like, please don't make Dream nice. Like, he's not a nice Thank guy. You. <laughs> you know? Right, right. His, and don't make like, that you know super dark. <laughs> you know, keep their characteristics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> see are you currently working on any other projects oh um yeah so my coloring uh my coloring jobs are still ongoing um i have the, the upcoming stuff is um uh the new issues of ivory ghosts and also i took over for um dragons by the yard for chimera press um these are both ongoing series and you know some of the some of the books i i worked on um got pushed because of of quarantine so you know the thing about working with um, independent publishers is that um, uh, they're very dependent on conventions. So, you know, when there's no conventions, it's really hard for them to to move books. So, but they hopefully they should be coming out in 2021. So I've got uh, Chimera Press books coming out. I've got um, a new mini series from T Pub Comics, hopefully coming out soon. It's called Amputation Capital, and um, from Two One Five Inc. Uh, Fairtalia, a new mini series. Um, so these are all coloring coloring jobs. Um, for writing, I'm I'm writing something right now, but I, I, there's nothing really to report. I'll, I'll tell you if there's anything, but there's nothing. Yet. Fingers crossed. So, yeah. No, that's exciting. Yeah. Thank you. All right, and I mean, I, we can kind of get what you would say on this one, but I'm going to ask it anyway. If you could write for any comic book series? <laughs> yeah, well, I was gonna say, I was gonna say Star Wars <laughs> because yeah. because I feel like I, I've been pretty pretty happy with um, everything Star Trek has put out lately, and, um, and which is not to say that I have anything against what Star Wars has put out lately. It's just that there's so much of it that you, there's a place for everyone. I feel you know they mm -hmm. came out with like 10, 10 new series. I'm like. 
yeah, I would love to write, like, give me a random droid and I'll write a story about it. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, like, give me anything, I'll try to write something. So yeah, I, I would say Star Wars would still be the, the dream. I'm just putting that out there to the cosmos. Yeah, yeah so, so Marvel, yeah. IDW. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> All right. Well, and I think the next part was actually the last question. Um, where can we find out more about your projects? Where can people follow you online? Do you have a website, social media, anything like that? Right. So I do have a website, but I never update it. It's LizelleBuenaventura.com. Um, I do try to update Instagram, uh, which is also Lizelle Buenaventura. Um, and then I have a Facebook, which is my username is Liz Buenaventura. And uh, yeah, uh, I, I try to, I try my best to update Instagram. So if, if you're looking for um, news and like releases, Instagram is the place to find me. Sounds great. And remember everybody, They Fell From The Sky comes out in February. If you have not talked to your comic shop yet, you should probably talk to them and ask them to hold you one or be there day one. You wanna read this, get a hold of it. They Fell From The Sky number one from Mad Cave. Uh, Lizelle, thank you so much for being on here. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. It was really fun. Thanks, guys. We look forward to seeing what the future holds for you. Hopefully, something with a lightsaber. So. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, signing off for Pastrami Nation. Uh, this is Nolan. Rebecca. Kevin. All right. Make sure to visit pastraminationcom for news, reviews, and more. Thank you. See you next time.